0: Speakers are fire. On this episode of the Heat Check, the NBA finally got off their ass and released the schedule. I've been asking. We've been calling for it. We know that they didn't want to do it because they don't know where Kevin Durant's going to go. And that has changed their entire course of plans. But here we are. We also get into the player who will single-handedly sink somewhere between four and eight teams this year. Just for the chance to draft him. And we also break down the latest tea about Ben Simmons and Tyler, my hero. Things are still popping in the streets all the way in August. Some say I am the only one right now making NBA podcasts. Everyone else has been on vacation. 2022-2023 season is here. So do me a favor and drop that beat. Rihanna should not happen, Spotify. How do we get CD skipping on Spotify? Jesus, I just had PTSD from my high school years. Really quick, if you're old enough to have a CD, think about the last time you heard a song skip. And how that just messed up the entire vibe of your life. And how we don't really have to deal with that anymore. Except for when the internet goes down. So, just real quick. Uh, NBA season has... The schedule has finally dropped. That means the NBA season is right around the corner. And we got it in. They like to do it like drugs. Just a quick little slow trickle. First and foremost, they give you the Christmas Day slate. Get a couple of Christmas Day games. Interesting election day evening slate, which is just a wild new packaging of marketing here. Finally, key matchups before they drop the whole enchilada in our laps. Let's break it down. Christmas Day. Christmas Day has gotta be the NBA's version of NFL on Thanksgiving. Full day of hoops. Is there someone over there that I don't know? Is there anybody over there? Oh, I thought you saw somebody. Christmas Day has become the NBA version of NFL Thanksgiving. Full day of basketball. This year, seven of the final eight teams alive in the playoffs last season got Christmas Day games. The odd man out is, of course, the most boring NBA team that is succeeding the Miami Heat, unfortunately. Poor Pat Riley, he makes the Eastern Conference Finals multiple times uh, in multiple years. Has a Jimmy Buckets three-pointer away from going back to the Finals again. Can't even get a squeak, can't even get a peep of the biggest day of the NBA season. Here's the Christmas Day rundown. 76ers, Knicks. I was going to wait for the full slate for me to tell you before I gave a reaction, but Ugh. Ugh. Who wants to see that? Does anyone? Does anyone care about that T? No. That matchup is like the least asked for matchup. At least, like, give me the Atlanta Hawks versus the Knicks. I don't even care that they're good. Just at least the T. The Sixers versus the Knicks at MSG? Ugh, gross. Lakers at Mavericks. Why do the Lakers get a, a, a Christmas Day game? They shouldn't. We need to have yeah, money. Money, we need to stricken them from that. We need to strip them. Until you start making the playoffs, you can't get a Christmas Day game if you miss the fucking playoffs. What? I didn't even notice that until just now because I was so deep in the weeds in the full season. But that is not a game that anyone is circling on their schedule unless they're a diehard purple and gold fan of the Lakers. Suns at Nuggets. I guess. I mean, okay, that's fine. Like that was the original Sons and Four guy, so maybe he'll show back up. I don't know what's happening here, but the final two, amazing Bucks at Celtics, an Eastern Conference semi matchup, went seven games. Some people are saying, some people are saying that if Chris Middleton didn't go down, then the Bucks would have won and probably would have gone back to the finals. But not me. I, I am much too classy for that. But some are saying that now we get to see what a real matchup looks like with a fully Milwaukee team versus a fully baked Celtics team. Also, really fun, considering that maybe Kevin Durant is there at this point. Who knows? Not sure. And then finally, the Memphis Grizzlies versus the Warriors. I am so excited to see a fully healthy John Morant play. This Warriors team At Chase Center. This is the game we have all been hoping for and praying for and waiting for. So John Morant and the Warriors, well, really the Memphis Grizzlies and the Warriors as a whole have been going back and forth all offseason, creating a little drama between the two. There's a rivalry. They're saying John Morant is saying that the Warriors uh, have a spot in their heads. The Memphis Grizzlies live in their heads rent-free. You've got issues with Klay Thompson and Jaron Jackson Jr. going back and forth on Twitter. I wondered, everyone's wondering, will these two teams get the NBA Christmas Day game like Jaw was saying? Yes, they did. And Ja Morant tweeted at Draymond afterwards and said, we got what we wanted, Dre. Draymond responded, that's the power of your voice, young king. Let's go. Bring the fam to the crib for dinner after. If you think things are nicey-nicey between these two teams because they had a little nice Twitter exchange, remember that the Grizz have this quote from Draymond Plastered on a chalkboard inside of their weight room that says, quote, Memphis is going to get their reality check. And then they have tally marks right next to it. I don't know what that means. It's probably like PR or like weight how many 500-pound reps Ja Morant did. It's like 75 on the tally chart. It's going to be the best game on the slate. I'm going to do whatever I can in my power to go to this game. One, because I love the Memphis Grizzlies. Two, because I have a Warriors finals ticket already in my pocket. Two, Warriors fans hate me. So why not show up at Chase Center, see how it feels to be there since the Suns and four, nine and one fiasco all went down. I love this for both teams. This new sneaky rivalry I think will continue to persist throughout time. Super fun schedule outside of the whole Knicks and the Suns Nuggets thing. Opening night games are going to be fun as well. Here's a sample of what we have to look forward to. Here are some select games that I picked out. Uh, Phoenix at Dallas is October 19th. The last time that we saw these two teams play, The entire Phoenix Suns roster had COVID, and nobody knew. Um, Monty Williams was throwing DeAndre Ayton underneath the bus with low-key shady comments. The world thought DeAndre Ayton would never be in a Suns uniform ever again, and things seemed to spiral. The championship window started to close for the Phoenix Suns after this game, Game 7, against the Dallas Mavericks. And now, at least we know, Suns are running it back one more time. The Mavs have no Jalen Brunson, so now it's a steady dose of probably Luka is, let's be honest, 60 pounds lighter now than he was coming into camp last year because he came in 30 pounds heavier than he was supposed to be at the start of camp, they said, last year, and now he's probably 20 to 25, 30 pounds lighter than he was at the start or at peak season. So you're talking about a 60-pound swing for Luka Doncic. What's that mean? Nightmares for the rest of the league is what that means. That means Luka Doncic is going to win MVP. If we've only seen fat, fluffy, eating Croatian sweet treat Luka hanging on the beach, and now Luka's taking his freaking training seriously? Luke is going to set the world on fire. I tell you what, that's going to be a game. You might, when I give you this matchup, you're going to wonder why I even said it. Portland at Sacramento, October 19th. What a wild opener! This is like, like no one cares about us, Portland Trailblazers. No one cares. I love Sacramento. I do. I've said so many positive things about Sacramento, I'm rooting for them. They're the little engine that won't. And, and, <laughs> and I'm really hoping that they turn things around. No shade to Sacktown. But when you have to play the Kings on opening night, it's bad in the streets for your team. The Blazers and the Kings, they were just the last two teams left after the NBA picked their opening night matchups. It was like, oh, who's left? Kings, Blazers. Sounds fine. They're in the same division that nobody even knows exists. I bet you don't even know that the Northwest Division exists in the NBA and that the winner of the Northwest Division gets something that will be decided at a later date. It's true. The sad part is the Blazers played the Utah Jazz last year on opening night, the number one overall seed in the prior year. That's how far the Blazers have fallen. Damian Lillard just gets a little stomach injury, and all of a sudden things come rolling down. That is the effects of tanking. You are now an irrelevant team. You decided to go after, oh yeah, how many games into the season, by the way, do you think it takes for us to see Shaden Sharp? All that that tanking yielded us. If you want to say maybe I'm pessimistic, maybe I am. But that is a shady-ass matchup for a team that has been to the playoffs every year outside of last year for like the last two decades. Celtics at home against the 76ers on October 18th. Kind of a low key little rivalry between these two teams, and maybe, maybe we'll see KD and Kelly Green then. If if that's the case, we're gonna see Kevin Durant facing his new bestie James Harden. He's been parlaying in Europe with him all year, all summer. He's been in London. He's been in Sandro Pay. They're going to soccer matches. They're seeing new movies and concerts. Travis Scott. I thought Travis Scott was canceled. What happened to that? Anyway, game's gonna be out outrageous, through the roof. New York at Memphis, opening night, October nineteenth. Someone said, "Oh look, Memphis gets a bye bye week." That's rude. That's not even anything I would ever say, but that's funny. So I figured I would make mention of it on the podcast. I like Brunson on the Knicks. Here's a little, here's a little uh, inside behind the curtain. So I met up with a couple of people. I'm not going to say who. But I met up with a couple of prominent people on the Knicks. And I was like, oh, love the Brunson pickup. That's awesome. Good stuff there. Any, do you think anything else is going to come down the horizon? What's happening there? And they were like, got to get Tibbs some more talent on this team. Have they added more talent since then? No. They have not. Do they feel. If you're looking at it and you say, are the New York Knicks satisfied with this current roster? Absolutely fucking not. And the Memphis Grizzlies are a wagon. This is going to be an absolute beatdown. But remember, New York looked good. Remember, bing bong. Bing bong, early early season Knicks are something to behold. So maybe this is a spot where the Knicks can actually get one as as underdogs. New New Orleans at Brooklyn is October nineteenth. They're billing this game. This is how you know it's just they're billing this as Zion versus Ben Simmons. That just tells you everything you need to know about the state of the Brooklyn Nets, Ben Simmons, they're, they're they're marketing, we're marketing Ben Simmons now? Does anyone actually believe that Zion or Ben Simmons is even going to play in these, this game? What? Don't even get me started on the fact that Zion is now telling the world that we bullied him because he can't be in shape, and he went to a dark place, which we know just leads him to eating more and being less in shape. If you don't want people to point out that you're 375 pounds, maybe don't be 375 pounds and be a professional athlete. Be a professional eater. Miami at Chicago, October 19th. This is a boring matchup. Unfortunately, that's a hit. I I so want to be excited about this matchup, but they are just not really that exciting. I had two weeks where I liked the Bulls when DeRozan was hitting game winners and they looked like they could be fun and Lonzo Ball had two functioning knees and Alex Caruso hadn't had a concussion yet and Vucevic wasn't a defensive liability or at least we didn't know how bad he was. I mean, I don't even know why this is an opening. This is, this is the, I guess, second tier level of the shady matchup between Sacramento and Portland. Like This is about as exciting as that to me. I might even watch Sacramento-Portland over this, truthfully. Lakers at Clippers, October 20th. Kawhi's return is against A.D., LeBron, and perhaps Russ. It's a perhaps. Maybe he'll be, hey, you just maybe sit sit these out for a little while, working on some things, in the back burner. Just don't bring any attention, but just maybe take a vacation like Tom Brady did in the beginning of training camp. They, I like that they open against each other because they do this every year, and that means no travel for either one of them. It's like the one shortcut loophole that they each have. How many times do they need to do this? I don't know. Should be a fun game for the Clippers. Not so fun. This is the smack-your-face matchup for the Lakers. Like, oh, shit, we really don't got it like that. question that I have is how many more games will it take for Anthony Davis to be in street clothes? Yeah, like game 4. Games maybe that maybe this game. Maybe he'll take a hard fall and he'll be in street clothes by halftime. Milwaukee at Philadelphia, October 20th. These last two opening games are pretty exciting on on October 20th TNT headline by Bucks and Sixers. I'm really excited to see if James Harden is fitting into his warm-up suit. I am Excited to see whether Joel Embiid is fully healthy. How he's feel after being snubbed from the French national team in the summer. So that's a fun matchup as well. Other key matchup dates to circle on your calendar. Orlando at Atlanta is October 21st. So you might say, why is that a key matchup? This is how you know that the league lies to us when they say they don't want drama. They don't want any drama. They just want to focus on the games. They just want to make sure that we highlight the elite athleticism from these young players. Why do we have to make everything about storylines? I mean, you're lying. It's DeJounte versus Paolo. After DeJounte and Paolo get into some little scuffle in the middle of a pro-am, and then they go back and forth on Twitter and Instagram and all the little social media apps, You don't want to wait for this little thing to cool off? No. You want to stoke the fire and have them play the first weekend of the NBA season so that everybody can talk about it. We can put it on our little pregame panels. Probably TNT, Charles Barkley making fun of Paolo, making fun of DeJounte, two Pacific Northwest guys from Seattle have never accomplished anything uh, yet in the NBA level, and all of a sudden they want to, like, create something. The league is the drama. Am I the drama? I don't think I'm the drama. Yes. Yes, Adam Silver, you are. Utah at Minnesota. The Rudy Gobert revenge game. Example number two of the league deciding to capitalize on drama, yes. Like, is Donovan Mitchell still playing? If Donovan Mitchell is still playing for the Utah Jazz at this moment, that will be an electric factory. Those two going after each other. Rudy Gobert hard fouling Donovan Mitchell in the paint. Talking about how he never passed to him. So many opportunities for jokes. Maybe Donovan Mitchell's not going to be there, but I really, really hope he is. Houston versus Dallas, November 16. People are billing this the Christian Wood revenge game. I actually don't know if this is a key date. I just thought I would would label it the Christian Wood revenge game. Boban's return to Dallas. He was a beloved figure for the Mavs. I mean, there's not going to be many... Many dates that you want to circle on your calendar of the Houston Rockets. They will be fun. They will not win many games. They'll probably be fun to like a little league pass team, but they're not going to accomplish much. We'll talk more about them in the Victor Wambayana sweepstakes in a bit. Brooklyn at Philadelphia, November 22nd. Yes. Ben Simmons return to Philadelphia. This is a game I might go to. It's a game. I might have to pull up in a Ben Simmons jersey. Philadelphia Ben Simmons jersey and see what's up. A hostile environment in Philly. I don't know if he'll make the trip ever to Philly. I if I was him, I would always schedule doctor's appointments for or dentists. Or dentist appointments for these dates. <laughs> like I have a toothache. I have to go see my orthodontist. Uh I'm sorry, I can't make it. Was really looking forward to it. I would be shocked to see him at this game. I've said this story a million times. I asked Ben Simmons one question about him and his relationship with Kendall Jenner, and he literally picked up his suitcase and he left. There's no shot he's there, right? The odds on Ben Simmons playing in this game at Wells Fargo Arena, it's got to be like plus 450. I'll give you five to one odds of this. Clippers at Golden State, November 23rd. Probably a, a preview of the Western Conference Finals. These two teams have three of the, two of the three best odds to win it all. Golden State plus 600, Clippers plus 700 to win it all. Yes, it is true. So that's going to be a really fun game. I won't, can't wait to see Paul George. I can't wait to see Kawhi. And all of the depth that they've added since Kawhi went down with Norm Powell and Robert Covington and all those guys. Boston at Golden State is December tenth. NBA Finals return game. Kind of surprised this wasn't a Christmas Day game, but again, NBA is stoking the tea, and Memphis is a hotter matchup with Golden State than Boston. And if they were to do it, they would have had to play. Golden State would have had to play in Boston, and you can't have the defending champs play in Boston when, unless you're the Milwaukee Bucks, because I think they did that last year. It's just a shady thing to do to a defending champ, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad they didn't do that. Heat play the Spurs in Mexico City, December 17th. The G League has a team right now in Mexico City this year. This is probably not a game I would travel to Mexico to watch, given that I've already referenced how boring the Heat are to watch play, and that the Spurs are even when they are elite, very boring, and now they are very boring and tanking. So probably not a game that you're going to circle on your calendar to travel to, but the league is also just an interesting wrinkle. Not going to have any games on election day this year. They are going to be playing on Monday on what the NBA is deeming a civic engagement night that will encourage people to vote in the midterms. Kind of love that. The entire schedule, by the way, is downloadable in PDF form from NBA.com for both t- dates and by team. I would love to know. DM me, get me on Twitter. What games are you guys looking forward to the most? Which games that I leave out? Uh, what team did you do you think has the least amount of nationally televised games that should have more? And who has re? Uh, it's the Lakers. We know that the Lakers have too many nationally. (laughs) Don't even answer. We know the Lakers have the most amount of nationally televised games that they do not deserve. (laughs) But, yes, check that out. Hopefully seeing you at some of these games. I am so glad that the NBA season is fully here now that we have the schedule in play. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, Five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.